Whisper Podcast. Oh, sorry. Whisper Podcast may contain content that may be sensitive for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. That's better. Okay, we're ready? Okay, let's do it. Uh, All right, let's go. Are you on? Am I on? I am on. Hello. All right. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Whisper Podcast. What's up? Oh, yeah. That's what we're doing. I'm your host, Zach Tyler. I am your host, Dylan Gomez. And... (laughs) We know it's been a while. It it has. It has been a minute. But we are here. And we're ready. We're here. We're queer. And we're ready to do the damn thing. We almost haven't seen you in a year, boo. Let's talk about that. Um, Honestly, not really much to talk about year. aside from the fact that, like, it has been a year. A lot has happened because we last released an episode on, like, March 24th, 14. I remember your birthday was right around the corner, baby. Um... Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. It has. It has already been almost a year. So we are here and we're here to bring you some amazing, wonderful news. Whisper is back and we're here with the redirect, honey. We're here with the rebranding. We are bringing you quality content, honey. That is what you deserve. So Dylan... Do you want to talk about the changes? What's going on? What's going on in Whisper World? So Whisper World is... Whisper Winky Face World. Hello. We are getting a rebranding. We're getting a facelift. <laughs> the face wasn't droopy, but but it's going to make more sense now. Not as structured. <laughs> a little less article-based. But we're still going to have a good time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The best fucking time. Okay, so... Whisper Podcast is here to bring you a talk show comedy podcast where, because obviously we're funny, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> where we are going to bring you saucy topics. We are going to bring you pop culture, honey. And of course, we're still going to talk about mental health. Hello. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for this rebrand. I think it'll be a really good direction for me and Dylan. Um, as you know, we both have missed the podcast so much and not being able to do it was kind of a struggle. And I think that I'm really glad to be here with you right now because (laughs) I'm just so excited. Okay. But anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, the... Redirection came inspired by me watching a talk talk show comedy podcast. And I was like, you know, I feel like me and Dylan could do something like that. Like, we're conversational. We talk about things. We have long conversations. But then I was like, is that what the people want, honey? Is that what the people want? I don't know. So I got on my little analytics. I looked at my metrics. And um, by looking at all of our irks and perks and all compared to our other episodes, seems like those are our most downloaded episodes. So first of all, thank y'all. We're almost at a thousand downloads total, which I'm so excited for. Um, but also I felt like it was a really good inspiration for this rebrand. So, you know, we can bring the people what they want, honey. And that's us talking about mm-hmm. things. No, I think talking about topics in a more flow in a in flowy kind of more 
uh, informal way, I think, is something that is really going to bring our personalities out and help us connect better with listeners. So I think it's a, it's a perfect rebrand. We are um, the sheer window curtain honey flowing through the wind. That is us. That <laughs> is us. No, I think, too, it's important for us to try different things because, I mean, we're fairly new to the podcast game, right? Um, and as much of a great time that we're having, we also, I think it is important for us to try different things and try to connect more with listeners. So I think that is a very good, very good next step for all of us listeners and Zach and myself. Yes. And let this be a sign to like, not take yourself so seriously. Like, I feel like we're so focused on just like, oh my God, I need to be serious. I need to like present myself in this certain amount of way, you know, but it's just like, let loose, let your hand down, let it blow through the wind, feel good about yourself. But also let, let this be a message of that you are allowed to change and that is okay. You're allowed to change and that is okay. And, you know, just fucking go with it. Do something that you are scared to do because you know what? You're going to be most uncomfortable doing the things that you didn't do rather than actually doing them. So just going to say it. But anyways. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. I feel like you you Thank always, you. when I let you just talk about this kind of stuff, you just go on and be the most inspiring version of yourself, which I absolutely love. I love to hear that. That makes me want to implicate that into other sectors of my life. <laughs> You are like my inspirational calendar. You know, every time I talk to you, you have some beautiful quotes. Oh my God. You know what? And we do talk about like at least like once or twice a month. So that's very accurate. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? What were we just saying? Mm-hmm. What were we just talking about? Change is good. Change is fabulous. Change is good for the heart. So we are on the topic of change. Um, so this is our first episode of this kind, of this type of thing. Let's just jump on into it. Now, I know that you had some saucy toppies that you wanted to discuss, Dylan. Oh, yes. Yes. Would you like oh, to yes. go first or would you like for me to go first? Okay. I have a little bit of a rant. Okay. I'm ready. All ears. Okay. Okay. So there has been this thing. So I... I I'm on the social medias, right? I, I don't post a lot, but I'm constantly, like, you know, when I'm bored. Like, you know, you look through Lurking. videos yeah. and whatnot. And we were we're both in the cosmetic industry for a while, mm-hmm. correct? Mm, yes. We were both sales, and we did makeup, and we did... You did eyebrows. And it was a thing. So we're, we're, we're familiar, right, with, with that kind of thing. So I noticed the new thing, right? Everybody wants to buy the new thing. It's always, like... Consume, mm-hmm. consume, Capitalism, consume, right? I realize something about myself. I like videos that are that are the empties videos. Mm. When people are like, "Oh, look at this product! I used it completely up, and it's so good. I've rebought it." And then they'll like show you the empty container. You want to know what my analysis, my unprofessional analysis, is about that? What? I feel like you love seeing things be fully loved. Like, you look at that empty little compact, and you're like, you know what? This person loved that highlighter so much that she belly buttoned her. She, You could see the pan, honey. Like, she loved it. It was a loved product. And I think that that brings you joy 
knowing that a product was loved and well used and got her full potential out of it. Yes, because I mean, every product has an environmental impact, right? So every it, yes, it every had to be one. delivered, it had to be shipped. So the fuel, depending if it's like, you know, had to be flown from a different country or the materials, the raw materials it yeah, took to the make dinosaur it, bones. the the work yeah. that went into producing the product because it's not that easy to produce like a cosmetic product right um the materials everything the marketing just it so much went into one product right and now with like fast fashion and now even like fast makeup fast cosmetics there's like a new line of things coming out always 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 oh yeah and i just think it's so satisfying and so beautiful when i see somebody reviewing a product and they'll show their empties or their pans. Like, I hit pan on this. Belly and they show honey. me that. I'm like, I trust your review on this product. I believe you. I, you are selling me that product and I will buy it. Because, because I know it's somebody used it. Somebody loved it that much. It worked for them well. It served its purpose. And I know it's not going to have... It's not just something that's going to sit on somebody's makeup counter or somebody's cosmetic counter. Or on their desk, on their shelf, whatever, and not be touched from a person who has a lot of cosmetics from the time I worked there that I, I haven't worked there in years. And I still have products that I have not touched, which I think is just awful. I try to gift, I, I try to gift, I, I gifted most of the things that don't work for me, but I have lots of products still. So I think it's just so encouraging when I see people actually use and love their products. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah. Oh my god. For me, I honestly like I am right there with you because you know so many things were given to me like as mm-hmm. gratis. Like that's one I guess perk you could say about working in the beauty industry. You know, maybe you don't make a lot of money as like a retail person, but you do get a lot of free shit. So with that being said, I have a whole makeup case just like full of a bunch of makeup that I got and I hardly use any of it and it makes me so sad so I recently offered to like gift some of it because I'm just like honey I'm not doing this as much as I used to so how how am I gonna go through Mm -hmm. all of these the products that I finish the most are probably like lip products like lips are brow products like those are things that I'll actually get through so I never get the full pan experience and it makes me sad, you know, because it's like, as a pansexual, I would like to get the full pan experience. Oh, right, right. That is, I, I, did, I did hear that pansexuals do experience the longing of the of hitting pan in products. That's what it means, right? Uh, I haven't reached my pan goals, honey. <sighs> <laughs> But yes, I totally get what you're saying. And I love that that's like a little niche that you're into. Like that's that's so cute to me. Yes. I love that. I love that Those for you. Those videos don't come up as often. Those videos don't come up as often. And I want, well, obviously there can't be that much content, but I am interested to see. I, I want to know your reviews on stuff you've actually used. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a pan like, TikTok? Like, is is that a thing? I, I'm pretty... There's got to be. Yeah. There's a TikTok for everything. There's a pan community out there and somewhere. And I wish I was... I wish I was on that side. Just like people <laughs> who like to finish their products all the way through. Yeah. Let's be friends. Let's show our navels. 
It's the early 2000s again, honey. Okay, speaking about TikTok, I do have another little little story. Um, Ooh, smooth I transition. Came across, I came across this on TikTok, and I thought it was absolutely delicious. Mm. It's from a user. Her name is Camila Blackett with two T's. Um, she posted a video, and she pretty much says she's a married woman. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Lives to see it, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. Um, but she's pretty much saying she's like she has some black arts, right? She has these things that she used to do. She's like, y'all are very lucky that I am married, because if I was out in these streets, this is the kind of stuff I'd be pulling. And I'm, I'm like, mad respect to her. So what was, she, what was she pulling? That I. That's what everybody wants to know. I'm on the edge of my seat uh, right, right now. So completely genius i don't i've i've heard the every time i hear these like revenge women story i'm just like good for her right so she says somebody breaks up with you right Mm -hmm. what do they do they ask for their stuff back right yeah she said okay your your boyfriend dumps you Mm -hmm. yeah been there done that ask ask for ask for his stuff right yeah she said go to the thrift store buy a sweater a sweatshirt it's a little bit larger than his Mm mm-hmm Get a different cologne mm-hmm. that he does not wear. Mm-hmm. Spray that shit on there. <laughs> Put it in the box of of shit you're returning. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna find that sweatshirt and be like, "This is not mine. This is not mine. <laughs> this is not my smell, honey. Who's out here wearing and Gucci guilty? This is not me. Hello, this is genius." I it's genius. Love that is that. like my fa- favorite genre. Yes. Favorite genre of everything and anything. Yes. Oh my god. The good for her genre. Good have for you, her. Yeah, good for her. Oh, is that a genre? Why am I not a part of it? It's, it's a genre. Because I'm genre. always out here saying good for her. Oh my god! I just discovered something new today. It's 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 a genre. Think about think about movies mm-hmm. where it's like horror. The, rom-com yes but it's like a good for her hentai yes where she gets the revenge right i also saw this this discourse i think on like twitter or something i I can't remember i can't remember the user but oh twitter they're pretty much saying that like good for her is a genre and it's delicious yeah like like you've seen jennifer's body yes that one's like a good for her who has not mm, mm, yes good for her so and then i wish I, i remembered who the user was but but also, um, like, Carrie, like, that's a good for her. Like, she gets the revenge, right? Yes. It's just my favorite genre of everything. Music, where they, like, with the when the woman just, like, gets revenge. I fucking love that shit. I eat that shit up. Yes. I love it. Yes. Olivia Rodrigo yeah. says, good for you. Dylan says, good for her. I love Hell that. yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. I love I'm to see women thriving. That. Yes. Oh, my God. Remember that one pod- that one episode that we had that was, like, women Love them. <laughs> Point blank. That's it. The statement that was still the episode, stands true, you know honey. What? It was facts. It was facts. It was facts. <laughs> Whisper podcast delivering you nothing but facts, which may not be true, but you know. Mm. A lot of opinions here. A lot of opinions. 100% oh my God, so many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and if you forgot what an opinion and a fact was, please go back to Irks and Perks episode three, where Dylan covers what an opinion and what a fact is. Oh my gosh. Did I do that? I don't even <laughs> You did do that. Did I do that? I, you did I do did that. that. 
There was fake news, honey. It was a whole uh, thing. Oh, oh, that was that era of America. That was that era. Democracy. It feels like it was 2016, but honey, it was like 2021, 2020. Ooh. I don't know what time it is anymore. Boom. Boom. Mm. Silence takes up space. Yes. Speaking about silence taking up space. Yes. I think it's important to talk about taking up space. Mm, one of my favorite subjects. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. This is something else that happened to have occurred to me. Happens to have happened. Happens to have happened. So Dylan um, was going to be talking about how, uh, you know, them themselves taking up space. And right as they were talking about them taking up space, other people took up their space. Uh, Which is fine. I love to see it. But I just got a phone call right now. It's a little random. (laughs) Random side story. Somebody screaming at me. He's like, Gina, I know you're there. And I'm like... Who's Gina? <laughs> you know, I'm like, wait, who is Gina? Maybe this person was trying to like practice their monologue for theater because oh. it seems very dramatic, very, very dramatic. Know. And they were like, you know what? I'm just going to put a bunch of numbers together and then maybe somebody will hear me and they'll believe me. Like, if they believe that I'm asking them who this Gina person is, I don't know. I got kind of then... scared for Gina. I was like, he's looking for you, girl. What's going on? Gina, Gina, if you're out there, this person is looking for you. Yeah, careful out there. Careful out there. Okay, this happened to me the other day. And it's... So I work in the automotive industry now, mm-hmm. which is very much cis dudes. Vroom, vroom, hello. <laughs> it's very much cis dudes, right? So not me, cis yeah. bro guys talking about car stuff. Also not know? me, yeah. Right. So I'm helping out a customer... And mm-hmm. I give the the customer the pricing. I do like an overall, exa- like little examination, right? The inspection, whatever you want to call it. Um, consultation. E- consultation. Looked at the gears. Looked at the motor. I said that shit's broken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much tell the person, okay, you need X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. This is what the price would be. X, Y, and Z for this quality this amount of hours or this this and that whatever right so there's this whole thing you give him the breakdown and then help him out and he's like okay that sounds great let's do it right so Hmm. steps away it's fine then i start helping out another customer and i sell them what i need to sell them for their vehicle it's good she's happy she leaves she leaves the deposit she's coming back tomorrow great right um, I proceed to start cleaning my space because I had a little, uh, I had a moment there and I wanted my space to look nice and tidy, right? So I'm, I'm as one does, yeah. I'm starting to organize my space. I'm having a good time singing Amy Winehouse in my head. Like it's, we're in a good mind, yeah. mind space. Back to black, honey. But you know, this, this other guy that was just happened to be in the waiting room, he goes up to me and he's, he, he's like, He's like, <laughs> when did these guys get such a great secretary? He said something about those lungs. And I was like, what? Mm. And she's like, mm. 
what's a little lady? Not me, not I. What's a little lady like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> okay, so I was already cringed out. Yeah. Because nothing wrong with secretaries. No. Secretary positions are vital. Yes. We right, but won't survive without Why them. did he assume and think that I'm a secretary? Yes. When I was doing... And or a little like lady. Like XYZ. Yeah. And, okay, I, I, just hitting that first point, just hitting that first point, he assumed that I was a secretary, yeah. which I was just like, nothing wrong with, with secretary, but why did you think I was one? Mm-hmm. Why did you assume? I was doing a lot of things that didn't necessarily have to do with being a secretary, but because... Because I am a little lady. It was assumed, right? That, And then you made an excellent point when I told you about this, when I was ranting about this mm-hmm. yesterday. You made an excellent point. And you, you said to me, because I couldn't, get, I couldn't get behind it. I was like, why does this bother me so mm. much? I was like, I am a grown queer person. I've lived my entire life being misgendered. I do not let a little misgendering ruin my day yeah no clowns over this sunshine honey Uh uh-uh but what you you so gracefully stated to me yesterday was was the little you 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 pointed out the little lady to me and said Mm -hmm. and said imagine how that guy would have gone in if you would have called him little man Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's excellent point um because we are expected to 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 minimize ourselves even with the language how they refer to us right yeah. like little yeah and then lady i'm not particularly small i'm yeah. very much like average yeah right height uh average build yeah not honey small honey goes to the gym honey works out yeah mm, you've noticed mm-hmm. <laughs> Those broad shoulders. Sorry. Yes, baby. So, so it's just it's. If I would have turned back around and 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 said the same thing, you would have taken it like the fattest insult ever. Why should I not be a little bit yeah. offended by that? Which yeah. is a totally valid feeling, and I am glad that you mentioned that to me. And it just got me la- like just laughing hysterically, just thinking about the fact that how sensitive this man probably would have gotten if I would have mentioned the fact that he was small. I would say a majority of men would, unless, I feel like unless you are talking about a child, there is no room to call somebody a little man as a compliment? Like, was that a compliment? I don't, (laughs) see, I don't know. I I think it's just to, to make us smaller. Or maybe it's like an attraction thing, like yeah, like uh, and if so, that has a whole that oh god that even even if I were to go in that avenue to like explore that further, why do they find that attractive? Yeah, yeah, calling them little, little yeah, ladies. yeah. I feel I know, like it's a little and weird. I may be wrong with weird, this guys. again. This podcast is nothing but opinions. Um, I feel like, notice that I feel statement there. I feel like there, it's a very like older generational thing because like you listen to songs, you know, like 
maybe from like the early to mid like 2000s even and like the way that like men describe women is like little woman like little women like little girls like those kinds of things and like talking about them like in an attractive manner you know but it's why I, I don't know I'm 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 curious to understand the psychology behind like you know why men like I'm sure that everybody does it but why do a majority of men minimize women in a quote-unquote attractive manner obviously you're a gender queer person and you don't identify as such but why would he think that saying like oh a little lady and a secretary like you like it, w- there was like some maybe like it was like y- it was meant to be flirty yeah the there and, okay and, okay and good we- i'm glad you affirmed that just because i was not there but there were some flirty undertones there and it's like mm, no <laughs> uh-uh i don't think so it's a little weird too because like you mentioned that it's like a little bit the older generation i didn't mention this guy's age he wasn't older like he older than me, perhaps, yes. but I would say I I'd guess he is like maybe thirty three. Okay, so so it's like a little bit older than me, but not really to the point where it's like, like you know, different. Is that so much more? Is that is that difference? Like I feel like I'm friends with many people who are, who are around that age range, and I don't think that the it's a very different time, right? A, a very different time with within um, just like lives, right? Like you a little bit. I feel like this gener like the generations we're in, were a little bit slower to like 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 think about settling down and having children and like all that stuff, right? Yeah, like we have um, dogs and opposed- plants, honey. Yeah. So, but m- maybe they're still that generation. I don't know. If, like the the older millennials are a little bit more into the idea of marriage. Oh, 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 oh! Yes. I didn't even yes. mention the best part. How okay, they responded okay. because this is it's all it's all building up to this because yes. Okay, let's ground I, ourselves. Let's get our about be- okay. back to right where we started. Okay, we're here. Okay, so so pretty much secretary, correct? Mm -hmm. like you know little lady correct okay Mm -hmm. and then i i just said to him i was like man you need to check your bias your bias your biases your biases honey look at them look at them but check them and he's like what like he had never heard that in his life like it went straight over this man's head i was like sir you got to check your bias what I said to him. I was like, what makes you think I am any of those things? Mm. Mm. Don't minimize me. Don't categorize me. Don't try to fit me into your box that is comfortable for you and not for me. Hello? Yes. And I felt great. I felt like I took up the space I deserved. And that belongs to me. And as strong as and powerful as and demanding of my own space, I still have moments where I just don't feel like fighting it, right? I don't feel yeah. like correcting people because I don't feel like I owe it to anybody. I don't feel like I owe it to people to educate them a lot of the yeah. times. Yeah. But when I when I do kind of when I do feel that it bothers me, like in that moment, I did feel like it affected me, right? I was pissed. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. I'm glad that I didn't swallow that and I just said it to him. Yeah. I'm I'm like I'm so happy for you. And you're definitely right in saying, you know, like having the capacity, you know, to say what you need to say. Like it it takes a lot, you know, and it's not an easy thing to do. Like that took a lot of vulnerability for you to be able to say that to him. And the fact that you did, like, I I just love that. I love that. You had the capacity. It was the right time. I am so happy for you for how you took up space in that moment and how you said, no, we're not doing that. That's not what this is. Yes. No. Sack, I, I feel like I, I want to speak a little bit on on how you are doing. I want to know, are you doing all right? Yeah. What's it like? Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, I... Hold on, let me take a sip of water because we're parched. give them a little a little a little backstory because our friends don't know. Yeah, so I will been go going to the extent to say that my ankle is broken, and that's all I'm going to say. You know, so like she's got a boot, um, black top, red bottom. You know, mm. but she's got a little boot. She is broken. Um, yeah, and that's all that's happening right now. I have so much going on (laughs) as far as like entrepreneurship wise and you know really just wanting to take that on and really just thrive in that um so alongside me having a broken ankle there's a lot of ambition coming with it as well and wanting to aspire to do wonderful beautiful things such as this bring y'all a beautiful podcast and other various things that you're going to be soon to see um but i wanted to ask you uh dylan do you know what misophonia is? Oh, who? I'm sorry? Misophonia. One word, misophonia. Oh, it's a word. I, I do not. I'm not familiar. Okay. I'm going to tell you about her. And y'all may oh. be experiencing oh, this it's... right now. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay, ready? Misophonia may cause a reaction to such sounds as dripping water, chewing, snapping gum, repetitive noises such oh. as pencil tapping i believe that i experience misophonia to an extent and i'm trying to find out what happened first the chicken or the egg because like a majority of the time when zach and i have dinner like we're watching like our show you know like our nighttime drama whatever it is mm-hmm. and i realize that like when we don't i am really like triggered by the sound of chewing I don't like the sound of chewing. Oh. So I'm like, okay, is it because we started watching something like while we eat that I kind of just was like able to drown out the sound of chewing and now like chewing bothers me? Or is it that I never liked the sound of other people chewing their food? Because I think that when I was younger, not I think that, but when I was younger, I had a cousin who would chew. <laughs> loudly and that's not to say that you know like people enjoy your food how you enjoy your food this is not a you problem this is certainly a me thing um i remember that it would irk me you know (laughs) so now i'm recognizing it as an adult and i'm like i think i have misophonia (laughs) because i cannot stand the sound of people chewing and i can now not go without my dinner shows with my dinner I need, like, something to drown out the sound. Or, like, if we're in, like, a public space, you know, and I can't, I can't hear you chewing, like, that's great, too. Um, So, 
I'm coming on the podcast, and this goes along with the update for myself. I am self-diagnosing that I have misophonia. Thank you so much. New word for everybody. For sharing that with us. You're welcome. And I love that you also <laughs> made space for the people who are potentially loud chewers. It may be... Yeah. There is no shame to you, honey. You're not doing it maliciously to make me upset. I know that. I recognize I, that. I love I love that you said that and that you right away pointed that out. You're like, this is a me issue. Um, I feel like it's 100% <laughs> valid because I also, there are certain sounds I cannot stand. There's certain stimuli that I just, <laughs> nope, I, it shuts me down. I don't like that shit. I just like pull away, right? And... That's good that you're able to recognize what yours is, just so you don't confuse that that like that feeling of being upset or bothered with something else that's also going on, mm-hmm. right? Or somebody who's doing it, yeah. like potentially like if it's like your partner or your dog, or you know, you know, you don't want to like uh, go off on them. Dog licking. Oh my god, y'all! I have a dog. Like, sorry <laughs> to like detour a little bit. I have a full-blown fur child, and his name is Doug. He's two years old. He is a chiweenie. Oh, he is what? the most precious thing. The- they haven't been here for that part of my life. That's part of where I was. I got a dog. I meant to say that. Um, Hello. Hello, Doug. Welcome to the pod. I mean, I've met Doug, but welcome to the podcast. <laughs> to the podcast. Mm, you're going to inherit you're, this. You are part of this. You and uh, <laughs> Peanut? That's your dog's name, right? Peanut? His name is Nuts. 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 I was. He is somewhere. a peanut. Okay. You and Nuts yeah, will inherit this children. podcast and it will soon become yours. Oh. It'll stop being called Whispered and it'll be called Bark. Oh, oh. So cute. But anyways, like the sound of Doug licking or chewing himself. Can't stand that. That is why I mentioned it because I'm also there with you. A certain sounds the little the little poochies mm-hmm. make. I just I you need to stop that. I'm like, "Please stop, honey." Like I understand, you know, like you're this is your form of like scratching or cleaning yourself, but please stop. I cannot stand I cannot stand the sound of your mouth and the like the, the clicking, the clicking and the like, I probably <laughs> triggered somebody's misophonia right then and there. And speaking of which, I think I recognized it in my friend as well last night. But I was folding the bag of chips, and she was like, Zach, I love you, but can you please stop? <laughs> and I was like, oh, do you experience misophonia? And she was like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, misophonia? <laughs> I explained to her what it is, and she was like, Yes. I do experience that. I was like, okay, we learned a new word today. <laughs> You're welcome. But yeah, so that I um I am self-diagnosing myself as having misophonia. I experience that. And a lot of people do experience that too. So I'm not alone. And, and if you're in the misophonia community or if you're on the other end of where you just want to be supportive of your partner and you love them so much and you just want to eat your food, but you feel like you're annoying them, I understand. And I'm there with you too. I'm here with all of you. <laughs> Unity. Um, <laughs> I think a big thing to mention too is um, really quick because you you made me think of something um, that that I want to mention because also am misophonic. I made that up. I'm misophonic, not sure. Yes. I'm not sure if that's the correct no. thing, but yeah. I'm also yeah. that. And I yes, I did learn like in some cultures that the way. And how loudly you can eat is like is highly influenced by your culture, a and it, and it can be a compliment. Yeah. Like I know, 
Yeah. In certain, certain countries, like like the way you eat noodles, it has to be very loud. Um, and that's how you flatter the, yes. the chef and everything. So I think that's fabulous. I'm trying to get over over the sound thing, but I think that's also cultural. That's something that like we got hit with yeah. being here in the in the West. We we eat we eat quietly yeah. and with our mouths and, and with our mouths very much closed and we don't use our hands to eat exactly. food. But lots of cultures do and, yeah. and that's how they that's yeah. how they eat. And, you know, and that's not to say like those that those cultures are wrong. It's just to say that like no, everybody no, no, no. is different in, in in how we do things. You know, and I'm sure that there's people in those cultures And it's a huge cultural who thing. still don't like the sound of other people eating. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not there. But you're absolutely right where in some cultures it mm-hmm. is they are loud with their food. And you know what? I honestly wish that I was a part of one of those cultures because I would, I personally would love to be loud with my noodles. I don't know about you, but I would love to be loud with noodles. Yeah, no, I and that's what I that's what I mean because I I want to get over mine because certain things I they, I feel like it's hard with with the little smacking that like my little dog makes with his little mouth when I feed him his little, I, 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 you know, feed him those little croquetas, the little, like, dry food, and then I feed him the, um, the, like, wet food. I'll mix it up real cute for him, and then I'll put, like, little toppings, like, a little p- peanut butter, and, and whenever I do that, it's just, like, it's so loud. It's so loud, and it sounds gross. Oh, oh, the sounds of dogs licking peanut butter. It's so loud. Like, that specific sound. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Um... <laughs> So in other news, in other uh, news, upset me <laughs> recently. Um, <laughs> Amoeba posted on their Instagram story. You want to guess mm-hmm. what they had in store, Dylan? What? You want to guess what they had in store? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking tell you what they had in store. They had the Dawn of Chromatica vinyl in store. Now, typically, one would be excited about this, and they would be like, "Yes." I am going to go and grab that Dawn of Chromatica vinyl. Hello. Yes. That person was not me. You want to know why? Because I, a true hard Gaga fan, since the fifth grade, pre-ordered it back in fucking June of last year. I don't even know if that was when, like, she announced the pre-order. I ordered it when she announced it. I have still not seen it. She said she is not arriving till March 23rd. I'm like, ma'am, how am I out here a pre-orderer and not receiving Miss Dawn of Chromatica? Zach, that is the most inappropriate thing I've ever heard. Inappropriate. I will say that Gaga's merch department does take their sweet time. Like sweet time. Like I'm talking weeks to receive merch. So I I feel your pain. I know when the the you tenth, being a professional I'm, in this <laughs> when when I received or, or when I purchased the the stuff the merch for the tenth anniversary born this way, it took mm-hmm. so long and I bought so I bought all the like posters for it, um, and it took forever oh. to receive them right and when I received them Zach, they were bent. And I know that's not Gaga's fault. Gaga would that never. That is not Gaga's fault. Ga- that is not Gaga's fault. That is not Gaga's fault. She did not do that directly. No, she did not. She, I know she did not want that. Like, if she knew, 
she would be devastated. I know it. Like she just she'd be like, get Dylan ten more because you because it was bad. Please. What she'd be like, I am gonna wallpaper your room for you. Okay. I will lick your walls. Oh, you know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. So. So it is not her, but I I feel you, Zach. I yeah. feel you, and I Thank hope you. that your piece, your your vinyl uh, merch just shows up. Me too. In perfect mint condition. Yes. Yes. And very Me soon. Too. Sooner than the date that they have predicted for you. I, I know that this will be one that Gaga touched directly herself. That's that's what I'm going to do the to one she just liked. calm my feelings a little bit more. You know? Yeah, it's going to be the, the one, one she liked. The one she liked. It, it's that one. It's but, the one that she liked. Speaking she liked of it. Donna Chromatica, that is something that also happened while we were away. I don't know if you listened to it directly. While it mm-hmm. is a remix album, I will say that I cried to the album because <laughs> she worked with so many smaller, like niche artists on this. And they were trans artists. They were queer artists. Like, they were of the sorts, just beautiful people, like the most beautiful of people for her to work with. And I love that she took her remix album in a direction of, I don't need to work with big artists for this to be a hit. And I felt very represented in that. Because, as you know, like, I am a small artist myself, not that I make music, but I am a small artist of the sorts. And I was like, this makes me feel like I have a chance. This makes me feel like I am one step closer to Miss Gaga. And it makes you me are, You are seen, so you are happy. valid, you are talented. I'm seen, I am talented, I am heard by Miss Gaga. Gaga's like, yes, I love you. Um, so yeah, I felt very represented in this album. Uh, what are your opinions on it? This podcast is now a lady gaga fan podcast that is our new that is our next rebrand um everything is out the window (laughs) everything we just said out the window opinion podcast out of here talk show no only if it's gaga that's it only if it's gaga uh no i i mean i obviously absolutely love her and i can't wait for to see chromatica in concert baby is it gonna happen because i want it to happen so bad i just want it to happen gaga please um, Listen, Twitter is raving about like where is Miss Gaga in her 2022 in Chromatica Ball, honey. Baby, she's you're playing Vegas. piano, but honey, we want you to be playing that weird guitar. Hello. Um, I would love, yeah, because I saw her piano show and it was absolutely wonderful. Like it was so nice. I I do want to see Chromatica though. Come on, yes, baby. We got to see Chromatica. We you got to feed us. You got to make. We got to make our way down to Chromatica. Um, someone uh-huh. who was featured on the album uh-huh. is Dorian Electra, who we've <gasps> revisited again and again on this podcast. Oh, I will yeah. be seeing them in March. I am so excited. And you're probably like, Zach, how do you have a broken ankle and you're going to go to a Dorian concert? Listen, they're accommodating Baby. me, so it's all going to work out, and we're going to have a good fucking time, okay? The best time, baby. You're going to have the, the absolute best time. best time. The absolute best time. And you know what's really, like, 
exciting about this concert is that right before the pandemic happened, and I may have mentioned this before, Zach and I said that we were going to go to see Dorian Electra, and mm-hmm. then it was the weekend of the pandemic happening that we did not get to oh, see when it got canceled, Dorian Electra because it got canceled. It was heartbreaking. Oh, so baby. the fact that we're actually it's gonna going is so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah, so that's something else that's happening that I'm really excited about, and I cannot wait. But in other music news, um, have you been seeing Kanye's Instagram post? Mm. I, I, I've seen it. Yeah. I... God, I'm not, I'm not a therapist, all right? I yeah. understand that. But yeah. I've, I've seen the definition of narcissist, and... Mm-hmm what what the experts say yeah and there's a lot of overlap there there is there's a quite lot a bit of overlap honey a lot of overlap a lot of manipulation a lot of like and i don't know this isn't something i just feel bad i, I feel i honestly feel bad for kim i feel bad for her kids yeah. i don't think it's fair but to continue speaking about kanye okay so obviously there was a Donda one. It's not called that, but it was Kanye's first version of Donda. To speak on Donda two, mm-hmm. the album that Kanye is now releasing that his fans have been waiting for, it will only be sold on his platform, which is called Stream. And Dylan, I want you to take a lucky guess how much this album is going to cost for all of his wonderful fans to listen in. Um. I don't know. It's got to be something bananas. Um, I would hope free. Wrong. Okay, okay let's um, do that again. Then it's got to be the other spectrum. It's got to be like $400. Not that insane, but his album will be going for $200 with stream because he wants to make a statement that artists deserve to get paid and they only receive 12% of their profits made from the music that they release. So this is Kanye making a statement saying that artists deserve to properly get paid. Mm, okay, I 100% agree. I think that an artist has the right to value or, or you know, they decide the value of the work that they're putting out there, right? So I don't think it's my place to be like, $200 too much right um yeah i think that whoever the artist wants to be exposed to the art will be um sometimes yes people who don't they don't want right will be exposed anyways but the main thing is i i can't be like as a person who who also creates right i i wouldn't want somebody to be like oh your work your your art is not worth that right nobody can say that to me yeah and nobody and i can't say that to anyone else so exactly is it going to be very unattainable for many of his fans yes do i think that um you know do i think that's wrong well i guess i can't really it's a challenging like there's not one way to feel about this really because i understand what where he's coming from but I think that it's more so like who 
who are we not necessarily like victimizing in this, but like who's taking on the weight of the situation? It's his fans, his supporters. Exactly. The reason why Kanye is Kanye. I just think that who do we want to receive the message? Because granted, I don't think the music industry is going to change anytime soon, but I think that it really should be redirected and reframed in the sense of like, why is it that the music industry artists are only receiving 12% of profit? You know what I find interesting? And Mm. I don't know the timeline of this, and I'm not that up to date with pop culture to the point where I like know everything about these people's lives. Yeah. No. I just what I see on Twitter is what I get. (laughs) So yeah, so I think that's the general public. I feel like we're all a little bit like that. Like we we all just take in all this different information and we don't know everything about a story, correct? So so I I'm I'm thinking about how that's his messaging now, right? I don't I don't know. I I think it's I think it's interesting because I know Taylor was making a lot of noise and a big splash over her red re-release. Yes, I I recall this. And it and she's very much been for a long time like I want to own my music and I want to make my money that way. And then I don't know what the timeline is. I don't know if um, Kanye has been saying these things before she started it, but I know they have a history, and I know that he's. They do have a history? They they very much do have a history. Um, I would love to if somebody can clarify this to me, but um, and it, it's not like that he is unable to make up his mind about. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Kanye. I don't know a lot about Taylor. But I do know that they have a history and she kind of has been doing this maybe longer. But they're both artists, so I guess they both can share that opinion. But I do think it's... I I do think that they're going at it in two very different ways. And I don't know if mm-hmm. it's him trying to separate himself and be like, I'm this innovator of this idea. And I'm doing this so differently than everybody else. But I do think recently yeah. she re-released her album. I'd be interested to know, yeah. like, to hear somebody's outtake who's more familiar with both of that that situation. Yeah, if you happen to have information on this, please email us <laughs> um, at whisperwfpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to know more information because we are two very unaware people. And we're kind of just seeing it like from an outside perspective of the information that we have available to us. So somebody who is a little bit more involved in either the Taylor or the Kanye. In or music? The, the music. Overall, music. If you yourself are a music professional, talk to us. We want to hear from you. Um, and <laughs> no, cause that did make me think I'm like, didn't Taylor kind of do this a couple months yeah. ago with her red re-release? And now I guess he's such a trying great to make to that make. statement, which that is, is such a totally a valid to statement to make, but, but like, it doesn't make sense because you're not making the music industry suffer by doing this. You're just some, somewhat making it harder exactly. for your fans to obtain your, and people did say that like art. they were no longer so i don't know and kanye after this they were like okay this is it this is done um but for me 
the kind of way so how i made the connection to like other artists who have done this type type of like exclusive thing with their music i thought about when beyonce and jay-z released mm-hmm. their album on title and that was the only thing that it was available mm-hmm. on i think maybe it was like a 10 dollar like subscription 20 dollars like somewhere within there and i'm like mm-hmm. i like the exclusivity to it i don't know how many people are going to be on board but that is something that's available to more people than $200 is right now. So that's kind of where my mind went when I thought of this. I do I do remember the, the whole Beyonce and uh, Jay-Z because I, I enjoyed that album. Mm, uh, I, I have did, it on I, vinyl, honey. <laughs> that was a very good, very good um, album. I... I I know that he Kanye probably has like very cult cult um fan base yeah. like a very deep love fan base most likely cuz I, I he is seen as like yeah. one of the pioneers in in hip hop. So I I don't know maybe this is going to work for him maybe yeah. doing we'll this will make will make his music seem like more exclusive or yeah. will make people seek his music out more yeah because they're like what is this price point right i want to have access to it exactly so they'll do things to get around it and and maybe it's just a really good marketing ploy uh i think there's a lot going on there um i think that he has a team behind him i don't think this is just him being completely yeah (laughs) i don't think that that it's totally like that. I do think that there's there is a team and and there so there has to be people behind him, kind of telling him that because I mean they they got us talking about him. I don't even necessarily exactly. people who aren't necessarily fans of Kanye. Yeah, like I don't dislike Kanye. I don't whatever, but you know I yeah. I don't listen Neutral. to him all the time. So yeah. I do think it's it's interesting that they got ET us talking with Katy about Perry. It. Hello, yeah. What's up? <laughs> exactly, they got us talking about it. Yeah, so I think it's Man, an excellent I marketing, too. and I think that they're very good at getting us to talk about them. I hope that it's not because if this isn't if there's not a little bit of truth in this, it's kind of sad because you're a little bit like exploiting the like family dynamic. But yeah. I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with them to to go into the depths of the Kimye universe. Yeah, exactly. And what I was told, too, is that apparently with the purchase of this album, you can experience each sound individually. So, like, from the voice to the drums to the bass to whatever it is, you can experience each sound individually. Now, I don't know about you, but if that was made available to me on Miss Gaga's Dawn of Chromatica, I would do it. <laughs> would I openly share to people that I spent $200 on that experience? Yes, you would. No. Yes, you would. Because no, would you'd not. be posting no, it on your story and you'd be like, look at this beautiful sound. Just got sound. Dawn of Chromatica <laughs> listening to every single sound individually. <laughs> this is Gaga's breaths in between each lyrics. Beautiful. Yeah, I that was a good, that was a really good um, interpretation of it right there. I, I thought that was Gaga. Gaga, is that you? I know. Gaga, is that you? Hello. Is that you, Gaga? Um, <laughs> are you a watcher of Love is Blind? I'm not. I have been 
seeing that is my okay. my TikTok and my Twitter and the you'll never find my Twitter by the way. It's secret. Oh, okay, good cuz you'll never find mine. <laughs> my Twitter my tw- my Twitter. My my Twitter is very much like a Reddit. I don't um, post anything. <laughs> I'm just a swooper. I or sn- I'm just a swooper. I just So lurk. there's no I like content. That is all I'm there for. You don't need to know who I am on Twitter. I, I am I'm, I'm, I like to just you know be experiencing the content and I love when you send me tweets exactly I'm just along for the ride mm-hmm. I'll take a picture at the end with the flash hello arms up and all but I recently started watching mm-hmm. love is blind and whenever I watch TV shows I notice that I like to watch them with like this analytic point of view it's not all the time but like when I'm in the like when, when the vibe is right and when I'm chewing my food at a nice enough level. Um, <laughs> I watch these things from an analytical point of view, because as you know, I'm very invested in psychology. And um, I think, I don't know, this show just hits psychology on the head and like a totally different like level, you know, because you have these people who are meeting in pods. For those of you who don't know what Love is Blind is, they're meeting in pods, not seeing each other. And then they're expected to marry each other based off of like the information that they share. And some of these relationships, like they did not start out healthy and spoiler alert. There is a recent breakup because of religion, because one person is Christian like God is her Lord and Savior, like holds him very near and dear to her heart. And one is an atheist where he just doesn't follow it. He's not shaming her. He's not against her. He's willing to compromise for her. But for her, this is such a big thing. Like this is such a big thing for her. Her religion is such a big thing. And for her, it was very meaningful for him to meet her family and for her to get her family's opinion on like, do you think that this this man is right for me? And and all be all, it comes down to the mama saying, like her mom saying, like, no, like he is not the man for you. Like he is a nice guy. I think he could treat her right. Oh. But he is not a man of God. And she needs somebody who holds her faith as strongly, who holds his faith as strongly as she does. And so they decided not to get married. And it goes down a whole nother realm of like where the drama goes. But I wanted your opinion on that specific, that specific topic. <laughs> You're like, oh, Zach's talking about love is blind. I got time to run to the fridge. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I am 100% invested in this conversation because, because I do think that's an important, um, I, I, I think, I think spirituality and religion they play a huge part in people's lives like if you are a religious person like you it's like a big thing like it's what you it's what you believe about a whole lot of things you live your life by this yeah. set of like rules and expectations and all that just uh, faith that you follow so yeah. i do think that if you just don't share at least like some parallel beliefs when it comes to um spirituality or religion i think it is going to be very hard for you to be in a relationship and i think that yeah from there will be troubled waters because there's very strong point of views coming from yes so so from what you're telling me because i'm not familiar with with them that i feel like they made the right decision i don't think they should get married if they have very opposing 
um, views when it comes to religion. So, um, yeah. and I mean, even in my personal life, I've known people where someone is Catholic and the other person is Christian, and they still decide that it's not a right fit because one is Catholic and one mm-hmm. is Christian. You know, so there even is an extent of where these people believe and follow God, but in different aspects. But it's still like, no, my faith and my spirituality still holds true to me and I need to be spiritually stimulated. So, yeah. Now, and you don't have to answer this and we can cut this out if you Mm -hmm. don't want to answer this. But would you yourself marry somebody of an opposing religion to yours? Uh, I think so. I, I think I would. It really depends on on. On, I guess, their values and what they hold deep, right? What they hold dear. If we if we have the similar values and similar points of view, like, they don't have to be completely overlapping, but I think that there are some things that are non-negotiable, mm-hmm. and I don't care if they have the same exact views as me, but if there are some things that I just, yeah. you know, they're not, like, obviously... There are things that I I hold to to mm-hmm. myself, and I expect that from a person who is going to be near yeah, me all the time, 100%. right? So, uh, yeah, no, I I've never I've never once doubted that I would date somebody with a different mm-hmm. religion. And I think that religion will always be one of those touchy subjects for as long as time goes on. To refer back to the conversation about these two people you Mm -hmm. know and like would we ourselves put ourselves in that position for me i personally feel like if i was in the love is blind world Mm -hmm. and i was you know i proposed to somebody or somebody proposed to me that subscribed to this religion that they've held so near and dear to their heart i would personally respect their decision but i would also you know seek autonomy in that situation as well too you know in the sense of like we are our own person we are able to grow separately and we're able to grow together how we choose to do that is based on you know like the compromises that we're willing to make for each other in this relationship so that's personally how i feel and how i would go about the situation if it was proposed to me but what i can say is thankfully i have not been put in that position but I just thought, like, Ugh, this is this is a hot, hot subject. I was actually, I was put in that position. I did have, like, I consider myself to be very spiritual. So no spirituality yeah. to me is is a little is a little off putting. Um, it's a little off putting. It's no no judgment. Like I understand we all we all connect with the world differently, right? But I have had that that situation, and it is tough. Like, when it's, like, one person that believes so many things, right, that, that like, you don't necessarily believe, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's, like, like maybe you believe things, and then the person is not reciprocating those same beliefs, right? Yeah. So, so it's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. So, aside from the whole religion, love is blind thing, I really wanted to discuss this post that I recently just saw on from a therapist and um her tag is at therapy for women and 
the reason why I connected so much with this post is because like I was I was feeling like not good. <laughs> I was feeling not good. I was not feeling motivated. I had a lot of uh I faced a lot of like brain fog and you know I just really this was just something that I couldn't shake and I didn't get like why I couldn't shake it but I just knew that like I was experiencing it. And so while allowing myself to experience this and you know allow myself to feel multiple things at once this post came to mind in this moment and it definitely helped to bring me some more clarity in my brain fog and the post reads your present mood is heavily influenced by your immediate future ever felt worse on sunday evening at home than friday afternoon at work Ever felt worse on the last day of vacation at the beach than the day before vacation on the plane? This is a phenomenon known as prospection. It is a concept that humans are driven forward by our imagined future and beliefs about it. Your beliefs in your future impact you so much because it also shapes your behavior in the present mood, which also impacts your mood. Knowing this can help you recognize and change your behavior. It can also help you recognize that your current mental state is not completely accurate as it feels. And that was so helpful for me to get out of my brain fog because I feel like it kind of allowed me to be in the present and be like, you know what? I am experiencing this. I'm going to allow myself to experience this. I'm not going to fucking endorse toxic positivity right now. And I just need to remind myself that this is a of the moment thing. This is an of the moment thing, and I am not going to let this take a toll on the rest of my day or how I'm going to feel in the future. I am let this going to be a thing of now. I'm going to experience it for now, and I will only think of the future in a in a light that is going to be helpful to me. And after some time, I was able to get out of my brain fog, and this post was really helpful in contributing to that because it kind of, it kind of just took me out of like the, this is going to ruin my whole day. I'm not going to be able to function for the rest of the day. I'm not motivated. Yada yada yada. When in fact, I was able to accomplish and do a lot of things and not let that mood that I was feeling impact my future, and I had an amazing rest of my day. Oh, I love that you were able to to target what was making you feel that way and then able to reprogram your mind to, you know what, I'm going to feel what I'm feeling, but you know what, I'm also feeling what I haven't even experienced yet, which I exactly. think is something is something so it that that's something so important to to and so difficult for for average like on the day to day like it's easy to talk about now, right? That we mentioned, oh, I'm feeling this for something that hasn't even occurred yet, might not even occur, and it's ruining my present state. In the moment, though, it's so it's so hard to target that. So the fact that you're able to to you know what say say look this feeling that I'm feeling isn't necessarily wrong. It's just I'm taking in a lot of different things right now, and maybe I should just be focusing on my present. And I think that's beautiful. And I think that that's a wonderful mindset and that's easier said than done. But I love that you're putting yes. it oh into my God. your everyday. Percent. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, there are probably going to be times where I can't even think of that fucking post. 
But I will say that it felt like a really good practice for me. And I'm really glad that I had seen that post to the night prior because it helped me get about my day a lot easier. And I definitely think that the whole reframing the narrative and, you know, kind of separating your rational mind from your irrational mind and, and understanding the complexities of like mental health can be super beneficial and just being aware of those kinds of things. Again, I am no professional whatsoever and I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you my experience and how, what that felt like for me. Yes. No. And I think, I think that's incredibly valuable what you're, what you're sharing. Um, because even that thought just right now, because today's, today's my day off, right? Um, I haven't had a day off in kind of a while because I've, I've been working really hard on a lot of different things, right? Um, and I'm trying to enjoy this day, but I'm also like thinking about tomorrow, what I have to do tomorrow. Right. And you just saying that, like, I don't know, I'm going to try to be more mindful of what I'm letting my mind occupy or or what, what can be occupied in my mind all at once, because we do have limited energy when it comes to what we can process in a day, the amount of decisions we can make in a day. Um, brain fatigue is very much a thing. And brain fog is burnout, also very much a thing. Burnout is also very much a thing. So I guess to our listeners, take a take a breath, baby. Enjoy the moment. Take a breath, baby. Enjoy the moment. Be present with yourself. And I physically experienced like what being present in my body was yesterday. I remember like I was sitting on the couch and this is when I was watching that podcast, which inspired this episode. I experienced that because I remember just like taking like a big like breath of air and I was like oh my god (laughs) like I feel present in my body like I feel present in my body and that's what this feels like and like being able to name the feeling and then experience it I was like this is what presence in my body feels like and there's this other psychologist that I follow um she goes by the holistic psychologist on uh Instagram And one of the things that she does is tapping. So essentially, like, she'll tap, like, in the middle of, like, her sternum. And it allows you to bring presence to your body and kind of just acknowledge, like, the tapping that you're feeling. I'm currently reading, like, a really great book of hers. It's called How to Do the Work. And I'm in the, (laughs) I'm in, like, the first phase of it. But, ah, amazing. That is a very good anchor. The tapping, um, it just anchors you to the moment. And I think that's really... A really useful yeah. tactic. And I love that you put oh, that into practice. thank you. <laughs> I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate you. Like, I appreciate you and for listening to me throughout this. And also, you know, being open to hearing these kinds of things. Because I know that, like, when you first hear them, like, it can be a lot of information to process. And that's totally okay. Because it isn't a fairly new practice um but just thank you for listening and also thank you you know for it being able to resonate with you i really admire that and i appreciate that in you and i think that's one of the great reasons why we're friends Zach, you know i love you so much and that i feel like every time i speak to you i feel like you ground me a little bit more and there's perspectives because i can be a hothead i really can be and i can be taken (laughs) up by my emotions quite often very quickly so I, you are just my, my level and you just l- let me see both sides of the coin. And I, and I appreciate that. And that is something that I value so much in our friendship. Um, I think that you are a wonderful person to speak to. Um, you share so much insight and you're so vulnerable with, with 
you know, everyone that you speak to, you're, you're so genuine and you, you're vulnerable with them and you just want to help people out, which I just love and respect that you can hold space for everyone and you can listen and you can be a good friend. And um, I just love you. Oh, I love you. And I laughed because like on the flip side of the coin, I think the same exact thing about myself to you where I'm like, I'm a hothead and Dylan just always comes through with like seeing both sides. So it's really good that we see those qualities in each other because, because it's beneficial to both of us. And um, what you said about like balancing, I am a Libra, you know, so it's like it's oh, yes, part of my chart. You are a Libra. You are a Libra. <laughs> I love that that you do. You, and you call me out like it's it's something that's really important in, in a friendship also where I feel like if I can make I can make mistakes with you. And I know that you will correct me. You will not just go with with my with what I said. You will t- you will tell me, and you'll be like, "Hey, this is why what you said wasn't right or wasn't it." And I I res- love and respect that so much because I I feel like a lot of times people in like with when they're with friends, right? They just want to they just want to be friendly by like by by always agreeing. Or, mm-hmm. or trying to do the least amount of work. It's more work this way, but I feel like we get to deeper resolves. Yeah. D- yeah. And we get to deeper conversations. And exactly. I think there's no judgment there. And Yes. And I, I just, I, I, I miss these conversations. Me too. And I'm glad that we are bringing these to the podcast. Me too. Because we have we have these conversations all the time. All the time. Th- this is now li- you're basically bring... listening to one of our phone conversations. Like this is what we sound like when we're on the phone with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just so happy that we get to like share this with with the listeners yes. and that they can also with the feel worldwide. Like they can challenge us, but also in a loving way and we can all grow together and learn. Yes. And that that's just that's what I want. I I mean I just I just want to build a community, however small it may be, however big it may be. I just want it, you and I, and who is whoever is out there to just grow together. Yes, and oh, what you said is so beautiful. I love it. You know, accountability and communication, vulnerability, transparency. These are all the important things, you know, to have in your relationships, whether romantic or friendship or whatever it may be, like even work relationships. Like, you know, I worked in a space of the vulnerability, transparency and accountability, and it was one of my favorite workspaces ever. So um, I hope that that leaves y'all on a really good note. I feel really good about our conversation today. I am so happy to be back in front of the microphone talking to Dylan and being able to talk to our audience. And, you know, I just want to say like, thank y'all so much for continuously downloading our episodes, even though we're not here and listening to us and following us and reaching out. I really appreciate that. And, you know, when you experience something like imposter syndrome, it can be very, it can be very hard to feel like you're seen, but I feel seen by y'all. And thank you so much for a wonderful first episode, Dylan. This was amazing. I'm awkwardly clapping in, in my room by myself, but but hello. <laughs> yes. No, thank you so much for listening, and we will come back very soon with another episode, and we can 
go in in depth with some more with some more stuff so a little more pop culture a little more mental health a little bit more fun some more saucy toppies some more <laughs> pop culture some more mental healthy we'll be there and you can find us here with coffee in our hands too again i'm your host zach tyler and i'm your host dylan gomez and this is whisper, whisper podcast. podcast bye Thanks for listening to Whisper Podcast. We're Zach and Dylan, and you can find us at Whisper Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at Whisper underscore podcast. Cover art by Dylan Gomez. Editing by Zach Tyler. Music by Audionautics.com. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Love the show? Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts.